Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age coming back at you from a studio in an undisclosed location in Starkville, which it's not going to be very hard to find. Robbie Copeland's behind the mic alongside... Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. I guess I should look at you guys and say, you go. And I thought Jay go. was going to go. I mean, I, you know, he just looked like he was poised yeah. and ready there to, was a pause to launch there. in. An intro for you and an intro for you and an intro for you. So We want our own singers. Whoops, I'm hitting the mic. Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. <laughs> We could do that. Yeah, that we would just be- did. <laughs> well, we have we art. We don't need any other singers. We really don't need a soundtrack. We don't need anything else other. Than have you art. not invested in one of those? What do those things do that uh, chorus your voice? Actually, put. Have you seen those? Like singers will use some of their. Oh yeah, I've got a yeah. thing you sing into, and it, it puts in a, a harmony, a couple of harmony voices. That's what we need. That would be yeah, fine. Yeah, so. wipe that off. Yeah. <laughs> now wait, Robbie's going to have his <laughs> in the big podcast budget. It'll be Robbie and Robbie and Robbie on the podcast if he has. That. Oh my gosh, that would be pretty funny. Wait, is there a problem with that? <laughs> wow, how is that different? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jay is feeling his oats today. Well, I was going to go to lunch with somebody today. I think my plans have changed. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Back to back to topic. 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 What are we back to? Oh, who knows? Where are we? Who are one we? One of you is fired. Uh, yeah, one of you is fired. <laughs> now only two Robbies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Art, save me from this. What's your geek of the week? My geek of the week is uh, happy 80th to Captain America. Uh, the character Captain America turns 80 this month. He debuted in a comic book called Captain America, which is very convenient. <laughs> you know, As opposed to action, action or detective. Yeah, yeah. Action so, America. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But yeah. uh, anyway, in March uh, 1941, so a few years after Superman and Batman, some of the other ones came out. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite characters, certainly one of my favorite characters in the MCU, uh, really think Chris Evans has done a great job portraying him. Uh, he was created by... Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, as opposed to Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, which probably a lot of people get That's confused right. on that. Yeah. He actually came out in Timely Comics Magazine, which was uh, what Marvel was before it changed over. And came out in 1941, kind of disappeared after the war, slight revival in 1953. Because he was frozen. Well, no, he wasn't frozen at that point. He just interest in superhero comics died after uh, okay. the war. So he was one of those uh, Captain Marvel, Captain America. Any captains were, <laughs> were summarily let go. Uh, but um, anyway, he was famously brought back in 1964 by Marvel Comics. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby brought him back and created this whole Frozen and Ice, and that's where he'd been the whole time. So they, they brought him back, and he ultimately became part of the Avengers, and that's where we see him now. But we talked about, Robbie and I talked off mic about some of our <laughs> Memories of the old 1979. There were actually two movies. There, there were, were two for movies. T- That's made right. for two TV with Reb Brown. Uh, the Captain America cowl was uh, a motorcycle helmet. They wouldn't let him ride the motorcycle without a helmet, so they incorporated that into the look. That's right. He had a clear plexiglass kind of shield, I think, right? That yeah, was that, was the, that was the windshield that he would he would throw. Yeah, and he had... Uh, he had superpowers but they came from a serum the, called the flag formula which, which is uh, fully latent abilities serum yeah yeah so anyway so uh, so it just really took his 
origin story, you know, and, and changed it. And his main superpower was the motorcycle. It was. And the van that had the... Uh, it had the rocket launcher rocket thing. launcher, so you'd see. I'm, not, I'm thinking about, okay, so how do you do that as a practical effect? And I'm thinking, you've got to have, like, the front of the van cut off, big ramp. Yeah. And some guy that just rides, you know, 100 yards out and drives out That's the right. back of that van. That's right. Have you ever seen this show? I guess I'm, is it a TV show? It, it, was, a it was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, there were actually two of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is when The Incredible Hulk was kind of popular. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the character of Steve Rogers in, in the movie, his dad was actually the original Captain America. Yeah. Okay. And this Steve Rogers was kind of a beach bum artist, yeah. entering, you know, yeah. wandering the, 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 the country, a la what they did with uh, Banner in, in the Incredible Hulk TV series. Right. So that he could wander from town to town to have yeah. adventures. And so um, he ends up drawing a superhero outfit, kind of in honor of his dad, who was nicknamed Captain America, ends up in a car wreck or something. Yeah, car wreck. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and it's all, that kind of ties into the $6 million man a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that sounds familiar. So they yeah, gave him the serum, the, the serum that, that his father had developed back in the war that was based upon his father's glands, I think is yeah. what I read. Mm. And it turns gives him super strength. If you could only see Jay's face right now. <laughs> uh, he said glands. I said glands. <laughs> and so it gives him super strength. And so then he becomes this this wandering superhero yeah. again a lot like uh-huh. you know the incredible hulk and, and captain america had been like in 1944 he was in one of those republic serials as you know batman and uh and captain marvel several of them had done that so they d- did that so that was the first appearance and i had completely forgotten he was in the hulk wasn't he did he show up in the I incredible think he shows hulk? up in the hulk oh i know thor does thor does and Daredevil does. Maybe it's not Captain America. I think it's Daredevil. And Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange does as well because they were trying to make a pilot for, I think, for, for the, those. For, for those the Avengers. Three, yeah. It, in the Hulk series, work. those guys? Yeah. Because yeah. I watched that. I don't remember that. There was a Hulk movie that they all showed yeah, up. Yeah. I don't know okay. if there was a regular series continuity. I think it was something afterwards. So you know, not the Bill Bixby Yeah, series, Yeah, it was Bill Bixby, but, but it was a movie. movie. After it was a made-for-TV oh, okay. movie yeah. that Thor came in, and, and he was. Wow. Yeah. Thor, well, I'm sure was, I saw the it, costumes yeah. were terrible. Doctor Strange wasn't too bad. I mean, they actually did a pretty good job with that. But uh, the other thing too is in 1990 they did Yugoslavian production of Captain America. Well, in the, wasn't that the that wasn't the no Corman did the Fantastic Fantastic Four, Four, Four right? Yeah. But this actually you know came out was released and just bombed. But I remember this one, <laughs> the plastic ears. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was. I remember that. Yeah, that's so, right. So they incorporated plastic ears in the in the cowl. It was horrible because yeah, they didn't want to have his ears sticking out. I guess for some reason, so they had these terrible plastic <laughs> ears. Hey, yeah. I, I forgot that. Yeah, that I had forgotten that too. And then I'm looking through that and went, Oh my gosh, I remember this now. Now. Okay. Yeah. So Chris Evans is by far the best Captain America yeah. ever, but the bar is not very, not very high. Not very high <laughs> at all. But anyway, happy birthday, Cap. 80 years old. All 80 right. years old. And we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Art got the chorus pedal thing. Give me eight voice. more yeah. hours of TV to watch. There you go. Well, my, um, you know, Art's usually the death watch guy, but uh, I've got a <laughs> uh, kind of a celebrity death here. So um, a fellow by the name of Lou Otens, O-T-T-E-N-S, passed away uh, this week as we are recording this episode. Never heard of him, but he was very impactful upon all our lives and probably everybody listening to this. This is the dude who invented the cassette tape. Wow. 
So he was... Uh, is what he invented what we think of as a cassette yes. tape? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, he died at age 94. He works for Philips, which uh, the, the electronic the sound, yeah, uh-huh. giant, uh, consumer electronics giant. No, not the milk of magnesia people. No, no. And that it's Philips with one L. Ah. instead of two and that used to throw me as a kid uh-huh. because you'd see Philips Milk and Magnesia but then there's Philips the electronics brand so yeah. anyway he developed the uh, he developed the cassette for Philips uh, early 70s I believe and they you know the whole idea was to take the large reel to reel and kind of shrink it down and so that that opened up the whole idea of mixtapes recording your own um, uh, audio songs, whatever, yeah. you know, time shifting right. and whatnot. And so that was really that first consumer accessible oh, yeah. technology. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he passed away. So, I mean, man, you talk about a guy who's just incredibly influential Yeah, and he convinced Phillips to open source the plans to allow other manufacturers to manufacture cassette players and recorders without licensing it. Wow. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Then his, you know, if that was not the, you know, the creme de la creme, his next act was he was involved in the development of the compact disc. Oh, okay, so he worked on that too. Because Phillips yeah. also developed the compact disc as well. Wow. So uh, let's see, I'm looking to see where uh, the, the cassette came out in 1963. It was called the compact cassette. And um, it was pretty popular from the from the get yeah. from the get go, and of course Sony took it, made the Walkman in the late seventies. Right, early I 80s. mean that was just. I mean everybody had some type of cassette player, and like you said, made mixtapes. Yeah, or you know, a, you know, there were ways to do that with four track recorders based on cassette tapes, and you could you could do That's overdubs right. and all those kind of things. So it was really. Yeah, I remember one of getting, the first home studios you had. Yeah, I remember yeah. getting the stereo that had the, yeah. the LP the record player. And the cassette and the radio all in one, yeah. and you could record from all. Of course, you had to be right there when the radio song. And came then when on. you got the dual deck recorder, <laughs> yeah. oh gosh, yes, do, and you high speed dubbing. So I've got multiple questions for you. Number one, what was the difference between Dolby B and Dolby C noise reduction? I don't know. And then number two, what happened to Dolby A? And I have no answers for any of this, okay. but these are things that I've wondered through my year. Yeah. And did chrome and metal tapes really sound that much better? No. And did Dolby? All Dolby did was, you know, was a high end noise suppression. So you cut out your highs of your uh, your your music sometimes. So a lot of times you'd which, have something which at our age now natural, yes. you know, we can't hear yeah. the hiss uh, anyway. I can't hear Only it. dogs can hear it. That's Only right. Dogs that's can right. hear it. So. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, I remember getting the metal, putting the Dolby on, all that kind of stuff, and then going you – know, of course, I'm listening to it in a car that, you know, has so much engine noise. It's just not a very down. great car. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. That sounds really good. Yeah. Sorry for blowing that out, everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, it's kind of like you singing. Yeah. Uh, I remember when we've talked about, you know, our, our – our, our, you know, what we bought our first stereo system. My first major purchase was a mm-hmm. Techniques dual cassette deck. Wow. Okay. You know, it wasn't an auto reverse though. Mm-hmm. It would not auto reverse, but it would cascade. So you could set up uh, the second deck on the right. You could have the cassette set up to, to play and have it on pause. Yeah. The first deck would play all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then once it cut off, it released the pause on the second deck so you could have up to 90 minutes of continuous music that's nice and that was high tech at that point 45 aside Uh i guess if you used uh used 120 cassettes yeah 60 on either side and then you were really pushing the envelope for you using 180s because that was those things were so tightly wound kind of like jay here (laughs) and uh i mean it could really 
Okay, so Go what was the guy's name that invented it? Let's give him credit. Uh, Lou Lou Otson. Otson. Okay. Not to be confused with the former Arizona head basketball coach. We also need to know who was O-T-T-E-N-S. the first. O-T-T-E-N-S. Who so. was the first person to use a number two pencil to wind the tape back up after <laughs> God got him there? Because that's an important person, That's too. an important no, person, yeah, too. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we used to record our horror movie soundtracks. I've told you about that. You know, everybody had that um, little cassette deck. It was about the size of a shoebox. That's right. And, and it had, had the, the big, push buttons on front or had the, the T-bar. Yeah. The T-bar thing. That was almost like a gear shift that you would do stuff with. See, right? I didn't have the T-bar. I had the four, the five of six buttons. Yeah. yeah. You had the yeah. two versions. Yeah. And, and then you had the big speaker, the silver speaker. Right. You know? Yeah. Ours and, was black. I, you know, you could get them from Sears or Radio yeah. Shack and all that kind of stuff. So, I think so. I've, I've still got a black one. And mine was like yours. It had the four or five buttons. Yeah. With that's a, what the handle so you could carry yes, it. Yes. That's what most of them were. But I remember having one. That had uh, you pushed up for play, and then you reversed, you know, rewound or forward by going oh, okay. left or right. I didn't and have then that. if you had it, you had a record button that you would push at the same time as play. So if I remember correctly, it was a stick. You know, man, I had the, <laughs> I had the manual. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So if I remember correctly, it was rewind. No, no, no. It was record, record. rewind, fast forward, play, stop, pause, stop, eject, pause. Is okay. what it was. Stop and eject was one button. And you had to hit record and play simultaneously. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going back in time. So I think I've got a microphone that I hooked up to one of those, too. Like yeah. It's about that. Well, yeah. And then if you're really fancy, you had the remote switch that went into the sub one-eighth inch Oh, that, was, that was way beyond oh, that I didn't know. my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I could never get the uh, the counters to be correctly synced. Were you they know? stereo or did they record mono? Those were mono. I thought those were mono. You yeah. had to go up to, you know. You get so, a high-end stuff to get stereo. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, anyway, that's my geek of the week. Let me that's guess. That's a good one. Jay. It's or, very ironic that you came up with that one because as it happens... Uh-oh. The inventor of the eight-track tape, yes, also died. <laughs> You're joking. This week in 1978. Okay, <laughs> again, you know, <laughs> Jay, Jay getting up to speed. Yeah. Here, so, well, yeah. I was reading those Reader's Digest. So you guys were so jealous toilet. of the Death Watch thing. Y'all have come up with your own. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so we're just going to find random just people. Broaden the horizons. That's right. It actually is. A, I mean, I, this is. I'm messing around, but. It was a fascinating story. I didn't know. I've, I've got eight tracks, and I, I read about them, and we've joked about them. But the guy that invented it was William Lear, who is also the guy behind Lear Jets. Yeah. And really? So it, it was invented as, of course, it was invented as an improvement over the four-track cassette, apparently, which I never saw. Yeah, which is interesting because the cassette predates the eight-track, right? Isn't that what? There, there's some overlap there. Okay. Yeah, and they were saying that it was actually called the, the Learjet Stereo 8, so it was developed for the Jets. Okay. The, the eight-track was developed for the Jets system, and then okay. uh, in, say, 1966, all the Ford cars offered an, an eight-track player in the car as yeah. a feature, and then GM and Chrysler came in the next year. Um, this was what I thought was really fascinating because we've talked about the record clubs, Columbia House, BMG, yes. all that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They offered eight tracks up into the early 80s. Yeah. You could really? still get them from Columbia House from yeah. into the early. It said Madonna, my Michael Jackson's Thriller were available on eight track. Yeah. So, wow. Anyway, so, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while since he passed, but uh, we we had still an a fascinating story. We had an eight track in our home stereo system, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't recall ever having one in a car. Yeah, we had one. Oh, in I a had car. one in a car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we I, I, my, we didn't have the player at home anymore. That's mm-hmm. where we had gotten a bunch of eight tracks for the house, 
and I think we had moved on, but I got this old car that had an eight track player. Was it a Pinto? It was a Pinto. No, no, it was like a Malibu classic something. It was banana yellow. Of course it was. Two ginormous doors. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And a bench seat in the front. So yeah. it had its advantages. So you could get 20 people in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Who And nobody wore seatbelts back then. No, you sure didn't. No, you, you didn't need seatbelts. No. Why would you need seatbelts? So, but anyway. The eight track would block anything that was going to happen. <laughs> that's right. It's like an airbag of the day. <laughs> it really was. Thank God for that large plastic box that just stopped another <laughs> car from coming through your windshield. Wow, I'm definitely feeling my, my mm-hmm. age at this point. So, yeah. All right, let's, uh, after the break, we're going to flash forward to something a little bit more current as we yet again explain things to Jay. And we're here for the Jay education portion of the program. We're going to talk WandaVision and Easter eggs, even though the Easter bunnies don't wear around. I do want to suggest something, though, a spinoff podcast, Guys Who Never Age. <laughs> I think that's our new thing, right? Keep you young. Talk about eight tracks, cassettes. Yeah, sure. There you go. Or maybe guys who no longer age. That could be our celebrity death watch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Guys and girls who no longer yeah. age. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I'm sorry, I went dark. Went you dark. really did. I mean, who needs Justice League Dark? And right. as we record this, by the way, guys, Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to premiere in five days. Five days? Yeah, it's the as 17th, we, right? As we record it. As no, we record it's the 18th. 18th. So six days. Six yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. Close That's right. Down. Okay. Next Wednesday. Yeah. So, okay. All right. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier the day after that. So it's That's the right. 18th for Schneider Cut, 19th, which is a Friday for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is now has a time slot available, that date available because one division is no longer being That's right. That's right. I was trying to think of a Cheryl Crow about the first cut is the deepest sort of work in with the Schneider Cut, but I couldn't come up with anything yeah. in time. So that's just hanging out there. What did you guys think of WandaVision? I liked it. I thought it was good. I think now, now that we we're talking concluded. about the finale, we're talking, we're talking about the whole thing, everything, everything okay. and then we can get okay. to the finale. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I thought in terms of uh, the series, I thought it was it was really good. I thought they it definitely had a different approach. Uh, we talked about, I think, earlier about how the first three episodes, we were kind of wondering, is this what it's going to be about? I don't think it was what anyone was expecting. Um, no, and I think that there's probably some disappointment in the finale because of all the fan theories that came. Oh but, man, you talk about a ramp up to disappointment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, but uh, I, I think I'm going to watch it again and kind of go through. I mean, I think with the whole thing and seeing what's in there, I think it's going to be. Um, like I said, it was it's, it's a very ambitious project. It was, yeah, and I think that. It, they had to do something different. I think people would have been disappointed if they just went back in and it was just nothing but the same old uh, superhero movie again. Every any thirty-five minute TV show or forty-minute TV show that has seven minutes of credits yeah. is pretty ambitious. Yeah, that's so, right. Um, Jay, what did you think? I thought it was great in the sense that you know, like I don't know, maybe this will, we'll deal with this later, but I'm assuming that this set up with the sitcoms and all that. I mean, that that was not part of the original comics. And so it was different in that regard. Um, I'm sure for the, for the fans who know all about it, like y'all, but um, I thought it was a great standalone series. It was fun. Uh, It brought, probably brought people in who would not have watched the superhero show just because of all the hype about the sitcoms and all that. So I thought that was cool. And it was, I mean, for those who knew all the Easter eggs and the tie-ins and all that, it was even better. Maybe. But as far as the, uh, I mean, it was just a fun show to watch. 
Yeah. And so for that matter, I mean, I think it stands alone and I would definitely, I'm going to, I want to watch it again now that I've studied it and, and seen the uh-huh. whole thing and kind of know what's what coming. Expect. Yeah. Right. I can go back and look for the, you know, the brooch on Agatha or whatever, yeah, right. you know, those sorts of things that they point out, but, but definitely a, a, a time well spent. Well, you know, to, to me, and they went into it. We knew it was going to have a sitcom feel, and we had no idea how that's going to be executed. That's kind of all we knew. That's all we knew. And yeah. we had these these different photos of a Mary Tyler Moore type of set or a Dick Van Dyke show right. or, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how do we get from Endgame to mm-hmm. this? And so it's a huge mystery that it did a great job of keeping it secret. It was a little disappointing. The finale enjoyed the finale, but I was hoping that. Um, and you know, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched it, you know, delete this episode until you have watched it. I was expecting a, a Doctor Strange cameo mm-hmm. yeah. at the end. I think yeah. everybody was. We all had kind of worked ourselves into it. Um, so because this kind of br- branches directly into the the Doctor Strange two, um, Infinite Madness, Multiverse whatever you know it's going to be at this point so i was a little disappointed not to see um a a doctor strange or another mcu character come in um but all that said i mean the production value was great the writing was great the acting was great um i thought paul bethany his his entire arc from happy go lucky to tortured soul yeah. mm-hmm. uh was just absolutely fabulous and i thought the same thing for elizabeth olsen I mean, we would watch her and she would be playing this you know kind of you know naive innocuous type of sitcom character that was you know typical of the american housewife type character on early shows and then she would just show this really you know broad range of emotion i mean you know she had to again spoiler alert when she's telling her family goodbye at the mm-hmm. last episode that was just really powerful i thought so she, that was it was it was very well acted i think you know everybody in it did a great job so these are these are two characters that were we never got much of a spotlight on right. in any of the movies and arguably now they're i don't know that 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 Wanda's not maybe the deepest emotional character in yeah, the Marvel I would say so. cinematic universe uh-huh. so and that's one thing I, we may have talked about this uh on one of the earlier shows but one thing that they said, these TV series give them the opportunity to do mm-hmm. a much deeper uh, portrayal of a character. You can get into their backstory. You can get into their you know emotional motivations more so than you can in just in the typical action-packed movie, even if those things are going three hours now. You don't really have a chance to do as much character development. You kind of have no. to come in and say, all right, this is that hero that has the mechanical suit. This is the hero that turns green. This is the patriotic guy. You know, here's the witch with uh, magical powers. But you don't get much beyond that. Yeah. You know? So uh, I think that's what they're, they say. There might be a danger. Are people going to lose something if they go to the movie and haven't watched the series? Uh, I don't think mm. they will. I don't think we need that. No, no. So let, let's talk about a few of the Easter eggs and just some of the callbacks. Well, first of all, what did you think of the? You think the finale? Were you okay with the finale, or you said you were? You know, I, 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 I kind of dialed back my expectations yeah. when the director of the finale said, "Hey, whoa, there's not going to be anything there." Yeah, I thought it'd been nice to have Strange in. I thought it would have been uh-huh. been really nice to have that. Um, acknowledgement of the you know we get the name check of the Sorcerer Supreme right. um, in the in the finale where Agatha is telling 
Um, you know, she's the Scarlet Witch telling Wanda she's the Scarlet Witch is chaos magic. You're more powerful than the, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Um, it would have been great to have Wong show up and say, hey, I need my book back to take to yeah. the library. So so I was a little disappointed in that regard. I, I love the payoff with with uh, Project Cataract, the the White Vision. Yes. And cannot wait to see how that's impacted. Yeah, I think forward. that gave us a good segue into a, a, a way to bring Vision back as we know him. I mean, yeah. yeah, so I think that'll be good. Was that, you'd say, Doctor Strange to be your dis- biggest yeah, disappointment if it, on there? Yeah, there's going to be a disappointment there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Paul Bethany is glad to, you know, have a another, another job, another That's contract. Right. What about you, Jay? What would, do you think well, I, I read something um, about, you know, I'd, I'd had... I was waiting for somebody to pop up too, yeah. but I read something today saying Luke, the reason Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I, I heard the comparison. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were saying that there was rumors that you know Benedict Cumberbatch was on set and all this, and that's kind of why they were expecting it. But they compared it to the scene at the beginning of uh, Endgame where Jeremy Renner or Hawkeye is there, you know, and his family disappears. They said that originally was going to be at the end of Infinity Wars. And later they decided to put it at the beginning of the other movie, and they said maybe that's what happened with uh, with Doctor Strange that he was there. They filmed the scene, but then decided it might be better to put that scene in the Doctor Strange movie right. rather than keep it in WandaVision and let Wanda kind of do her that's own what I, thing. That's kind of what I thought too. If Doctor Strange had appeared, if he'd done anything to save the day, that would have taken away maybe from from Wanda. Right, right. So it's kind of getting the focus yeah. more back on her. My um, biggest disappointment was what they did with Quicksilver character. And I thought it was okay, funny, but it just seems such a... If you're going to go to the trouble to have that see, guy in there... just kinda, I don't know that there's not something else there. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And I think they, that, that easily could be the possibility. that could They could have just given us that, but there's going to be something down the line. But uh, yeah, I just thought, what? Wait, that's all he is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of this show, like I said. And the other thing, too... to keep in mind is Doctor Strange's movie it was supposed to be out like now I think yeah. right yeah. I mean it was supposed to follow WandaVision's finale by a week or two weeks very mm-hmm. very tight mm-hmm. on the heels of that show and now it's a year later and that's probably one of the reasons that there was made if there was a pivot that would be the reason yeah. why yeah. So, I heard yeah. that too my, my favorite line though is snooper gonna snoop yeah that's right uh, <laughs> at the end of the mid credit scene at the with the, yeah, yeah. yeah. no no it was um I thought it was uh, it was it was Fiatro saying it, was, it to Rambo. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I, was. was it was it a mid credit? I show? thought it was when she opened up the basement when you yeah. came back for the mid credits. Okay, yeah, and, I think you're right. She turns and there he is and Snooper gonna Snoop. Snoop. Yeah, <laughs> he I, yeah he was great. Yeah. I, I love his character. I love his version. Yeah, Pietro. he does a good job. So, you know, somebody pointed out that we we never see we never see the kids dissolve. Right, like we yeah. see everything else dissolve. So, and that's the callback to the 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 final credit where um, post credit scene where um, the, Wanda is is separated her body. You know, she's she's got her regular housewife it's an astral projection yeah. in one. Yeah, yeah, thing which I is watched. a big Doctor Strange thing. It's a huge okay. Doctor Strange yeah. thing. Yeah. I didn't I didn't understand that until just today when I was looking it up. Yeah. and she hears her kids call her right. and she zooms off yeah so so are the kids in the comics yes, yes. okay mm-hmm. and she borrows a piece of soul somebody sold to make the kids Mephisto's soul was it Mephisto's yeah. soul uh-huh. so explain I, now I think that there's been there may have been some retconning but what I understand is that uh, Agatha Harkness 
who was uh, Catherine mm-hmm. Hahn's character. She was Agnes, and then we was revealed to be Agatha all along. All along. Uh, she was more of a mentor, too. Yeah. And I thought we kind of might see some of that, too, and I still think that might be a possibility as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, she was telling Wanda how she and Vision could have, have kids. And so uh, that came about, and what it involved was Mephisto actually being involved in that. So what his soul you know, combined with Wanda and she becomes pregnant. I'm not sure exactly how that mm. worked, but anyway, the, her children are, are part of Mephisto, who is the Marvel comics world version of the devil. And is that why people were expecting him to pop up? Yes. In this? Everybody. Yeah. And they really thought, uh, Evan Peters who played Pietro, the fake Pietro, uh, was going to turn out to be Mephisto. And they thought he, you know, that Agatha would be working, for him all along, you know, or they would be in, in league together, you know, kind okay. of doing whatever they were doing to Wanda. Uh, so that was that was another uh, fan theory on, on who that was going to be. Of course, there's also talk that Mephisto may show up in the Loki series, right? Yeah, right. And and also maybe in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. So. so and I think, you know, from what I've read, uh, the idea was that Wanda's grief was really the big bad yeah. In this in this mo- in mm-hmm. this show in the TV series, and uh, they didn't want to do anything that kind of took away from that. That's so right. they didn't yeah. have any really. I mean, you know, you had Hayward, who you think is going to be a villain. You had uh, who some folks thought he was Ultron. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. And so uh, ultimately, it turns out to be the story is about Wanda. You know, they say she went through the five stages of grief. Y'all may have seen that yeah. thing. And they, they talk no, about no, how she no. went through each stage with the last being acceptance. And so that gave her the strength to move on. Now, in terms of vision and the kids, I like to think of that as a as, as something she saw from her future so that those kids are going to be. I mean, <laughs> if those kids don't come back some way, people are going to be really upset because they were just great. Well, there, there's talk of them setting up a Young Avengers yeah. uh, series. So you'd have Miss Marvel. You'd have wanda and visions kids uh-huh. and i don't know who else i mean you know bucky's a little old to be in the uh, young, young avengers. avengers that's right <laughs> yeah i don't think you... who's the old guy shut up <laughs> that's right i mean I, I guess maybe baby Groot could you know you could cut baby Groot yeah. down and put him in so but uh now i the thing i read in the comics that happened in the comics is with the uh the white vision version and there's a whole thing about how they actually you know kind of the white vision and the original vision meet in the comics and, and what happens there but uh, apparently after Vision kind of comes back to himself or whatever, you know, the new version of the Vision is, that Wanda had already moved on. And so they're saying they wonder if they'll do that, you know, that they won't necessarily get back together. I, I think in the terms of the MCU, that's our our couple, you know, <laughs> and I think they're going to people are going to want them to, to have some kind of reunion at some point, especially now that they've opened the door with it, you know, with with Wanda's vision restoring the memories mm-hmm. for the the white vision the cataracts vision right yeah yeah so what what did you think of Wanda's costume Mark? oh i thought it was great I, the the final costume the final costume i thought it was really good i liked it what about you oh i thought it was great yeah. I, th- I thought it was so perfect the way they showed both Wanda and Vision's costumes in the yeah. uh, the comic book accurate or you know yeah. the Halloween episode yeah Halloween yeah. episode uh-huh. and then to to show okay here's what we'll do in in the, the comics but it was good it was I thought it was it gave her it really solidified her as the Scarlet Witch as opposed to you know just a mutant with magical powers that she'd been with the kind of hooded jacket or whatever she'd been sure. wearing before so I, she I really talked about that a little bit not the um, 
I hadn't got to the part we're talking about this costume, but yeah. the, the Halloween costume, she was saying how like seven years ago, if they had told her she had to wear that, she would have been real disappointed. But when she got to wear it now, and Paul Bettany said that was his favorite costume of the WandaVision, you know, just how fun that was uh-huh. to, to wear the comic costumes. But I also read, just side note, that um, she had been concerned that some of the other costumes for for Scarlet Witch are a little bit too revealing. Yeah. And so it was... They'd kind of moved from that. They'd, yeah, so they'd it was, tried to make, you know... Yeah. Adjustments it, along the way. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. But, and you know, they did a similar thing in Captain America First Avenger where they give you a look at the Captain America's yeah. <laughs> original costume and that cheesy thing when he's doing the, yeah, the USO the, shows yeah, and the all tour. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I thought this was a perfect way to bring that in. So... Um, what do you guys think about the the setup of Secret Invasion? So, uh, to for those playing along at home and Jay, there's a whole series. There's a subplot. It was a big crossover event in the comic universe where you find out that uh, there are scrolls who have uh, been in place in you know impersonating people for years. And, and this years. is an actual series that's been announced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this will be. I know Samuel L. Jackson's coming back for that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the scrolls will be in that. And will Monica be is that going to be involved? where Monica's going to be? We don't know. Because there also, you know, there's been talk about an Agents of Swords series, and I wondered if she wouldn't be in that, you know, with, uh, with well, and, Jimmy Woo and, and maybe Darcy being part of that. And, you know, I. But that's I, speculation, right? I made an assumption that after, um, you know, when we ended up with. with Nick Fury upstairs in the yeah. space station. Uh-huh. That was going to be Sword because yeah. that's how Sword is in the in the comic book. Um, you well, know, maybe that's maybe that's where we'll we won't see a separate Agents of Sword series, but we'll they'll be part of Strange Invasion. That would make more sense. Yeah, it? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. What yeah. is Strange, strange Invasion? invasion. <laughs> strange Doctor Strange. Yeah. Secret thing. Stranger yeah, Invasion. Multiverse of uh, Doctor Strange Invasion. So, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and do we get Captain Marvel involved in that? Because, again, in the comic books, uh, Captain Marvel's is hugely involved in S.W.O.R.D. Yeah. S.W.O.R.D. S.W.O.R.D. Ward. Sword. Yeah, <laughs> S.W.O.R.D. Saber. Now it's a whole other thing. Um, so is that where we get Captain Marvel back in? Yeah. Well, they are doing a Captain Marvel, too, though, right? They are. They are. Okay. But so is... But will that be because all these series and what we're finding out now is there won't be a one division two. There's not going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier two. More is there not going to be a one division two? Not going to be a one division two. Yeah. So I know, but these things because that story's been told. So these are ways to fill in the gaps and again to extrapolate the story and character development between the movies. So Wanda Hawkeye. No, probably no, not. I don't know, but yeah. there may be something that she's back in. You know, oh, I, another thing I would, where she's in. But, yeah. You know. Um, anyway, so I think that's kind of neat that they're that that they don't feel like they have to come back and go. We've got to do another series because this was popular. Mm-hmm. As and this is this is very much like we've talked about before in TV episodes. This is more along the British line of television where we're telling a story, right? And, and we're one, just not going back to the well multiple times. Once that story's told, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that idea. So. And there's not like there's a lack of material. I mean, who would have thought four or five years ago that we'd have one division and Falcon Winter, even yeah. Dis- even Disney Plus? I mean, y'all, we've listed a half a dozen, t- you know, limited series today that we never would have thought of. It, before. Right? And so who would and who would have thought that Disney Plus would have passed the 100 million subscriber mark? Wow! 
that was announced this week at a oh, earnings okay. call. One hundred million. They had hoped to get to I think sixty million by twenty twenty three. One hundred million. And have you seen the Netflix <sighs> announcement now about the uh, verification? code oh yeah so they're they're cracking down yeah. on passwords so they're going to find out there are actually five members <laughs> <laughs> five true subscribers to netflix it's yeah like, wait a minute what and then yeah. the dvd customer in jail. yeah that's right so wow. well, how are you gonna have to verify i didn't hear anything about this yet <laughs> well, uh netflix is now having a, a verification thing so when you sign into your netflix account on apple tv or your computer or whatever you do they send you an email to verify that it's that's you So if you've got someone that's not in your home Mm -hmm. that's using your Netflix account and password. You have to approve it. Yeah. Like Amazon does now. Every time one of my kids gets on to order something, I have to approve their Amazon. I I tell you, it's it's they there's no more free rides or semi free rides, I guess, because none of them are free. But uh, but, you know, I just don't find myself going to Netflix nearly as much. I don't either. I mean, yeah, I say that and then I'll go, oh, I'll watch this on Netflix. But I just don't. It's not my it's not my first choice. It's it's not Disney and uh, HBO Max. Yeah. Um, The same here for me. Yeah. Uh, what's your just to go back to WandaVision real quick what was your favorite thing ever? we talked about what the most disappointing thing was but what was the, the highlight of the whole thing you know I you know I really liked I liked the stuff in the hex I love seeing what happened immediately after the blip mm-hmm. yeah um, I yeah. I liked I mean I liked all the things with with Monica Rambo mm-hmm. you know Lieutenant Trouble yeah I you know and I enjoyed I enjoyed the 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 moments between Wanda and Vision I thought those was, were incredibly well acted very mm-hmm. very well written and directed but I think maybe all the periphery is what I enjoyed yeah. the most uh, because it's more world building mm-hmm. because we we've gone from and we saw a little bit of that with Agents of Shield but we're now seeing. Part of the Mar- parts of the Marvel universe that have nothing to do with the Avengers directly. Yeah, so I, that's what I enjoyed. Yeah, so I think the format. I mean the the TV shows, and I didn't. I, I'll admit I didn't necessarily say, "Oh, that was this or that was that." In yeah. but it overall the it production brought that they the did feel. That, yeah, yeah, and and I I don't guess I realized that this was filmed before a live studio audience, and I was watching this uh, uh, assembled show today on Disney plus and it was showed the guy saying to the audience, you know, you're, you're witnessing history here. This is never, we've never done a Marvel show. So it was filmed in front, of, in front of They showed the audience. Yeah. 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 Not all of them, I guess, but was it probably all the, not all, probably the ones that were the, the first few episodes, the that ones were that were like staged. A, yeah. That looked like in the house and they all looked like to, set up, uh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston, you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, but. <laughs> that, that, uh, so how'd you like the assembled show? Well, I haven't finished it, but it was, it, I learned a lot from it. Yeah. I'll need to watch that. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's part of the same thing I liked was the. I was going to ask leaned, you, by the way, what you, you liked. I could yeah. see you were heading that yeah. way. Yeah. The the way they leaned into the sitcom stuff and their attention to detail. I mean, I was looking as we were reading some Easter egg stuff. Um, you know, paint cans that had this '80s or '70s look to it, and then they had the name on the can was the production artist that was working on the crew, uh, the Katie Carryall or whatever the. Uh, uh, Cindy Brady's doll was from their Brady Bunch, and then that I episode is on. You know, just incredible stuff. I, 
Another, and the attention to detail was it, but the blip thing I think was important as well. I really enjoy that. Another Easter egg, even though we, we said going to this, we're going to talk Easter eggs. and yeah, yeah, We haven't. We, we really haven't. Was the Abova Milk Easter yes, egg. Yes, I so saw that. Yeah. That was uh, one of the early that Black was a Woman. bizarre story behind that. Yeah. yeah. So the, the story, uh, Jay, was Bova was a sentient, sentient cow who helped deliver Pietro and Wanda uh, when they were born. I can't believe they didn't show that on screen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's just right. like, you know, walking upright cow, I mean, in, 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 in dress and whatnot, who is like this wet nurse sort of thing named Bova, mm-hmm. who had all kinds of stories involved in the Marvel Universe. And, you know, also in the Marvel comic universe, um, um, Magneto is their father uh-huh. i remember so, that yeah. you know anyway so the the bova milk thing was probably my favorite easter egg of all of it. yeah that and stanley's um uh, birthday on one of the uh, license, license plates, plates. Yeah. right and there were a whole bunch of things you'd see numbers and uh this number referred to the first time the vision appeared or the first time that the uh, avengers fought thanos and all that kind of stuff there were comic book numbers yeah, even the the bill that monica looked at in in the basement the, mm-hmm. the utility bill where they said in October, the the usage shot up, and that had something to do with the snap or with oh, Thanos okay. and something like that. And you have a in the town there was there was the name Larkin on the theater or somewhere near the theater when she yeah. at the end there, and he was an artist or somebody yeah. involved in, uh-huh. in Marvel. And then the movies that would be playing, you know, were, were uh-huh. period accurate in actual movies, but they had the Incredibles, and I can't remember what the other was that was playing at the same I can't time. Remember, but but yeah. uh, and then the. You, when the family is finally squaring off, yeah. they do this Incredibles kind of pose. You know, that was great. Before, and that was really good. So one of the commercials in maybe the Modern Family episode was a Legos, Lagos, L-A-G-O-S uh, brand um, um, scouring pads or, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, not scouring pads, but sponges. And that, of course, was the name of the that was the country where Wanda oh, yeah, killed yeah, all yeah, those yeah. people that led to the Slovakian yeah. Accords uh-huh. and the the. Uh, uh, the tagline was when you have a really big mess to, to clean, clean up. up. Yeah. So yeah. I started paying more attention to the commercials when I realized there was, yeah. Yeah. Some, this but, wasn't just, but I definitely want to go back and watch the whole series again. No one knows, you know, the Easter eggs looking for those things specifically now. So, um, like I said, I, I think it's well worth rewatching again. And I, I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah, so, there's not many shows that I would want to rewatch, but this is definitely, yeah, I probably would want to rewatch it. So that gets a three out of three guys approval for rewatching. So, all right. all right, there we go. Another episode in the books of guys of a certain age. Uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>